0: This is modern
1: Day Hippie shit. Hi. Nice. I haven't oh. seen you since uh, Creative
0: 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, when? How long ago was that?
1: that? I think that was last week.
0: Or maybe nah, longer. that was uh, October 25th. Wow, so, oh, that was wild. God. Yeah, that was a wild. That thing. was fun though. I'm, I'm wearing my shirt. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nice. I got this like, they were handing it out at the end. This is the first time I'm 14. Yeah, I got the green one too actually. Yeah, they, they, they liked it. This is actually pretty small for me. Cause they like ran out size of sizes at the end. For real? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, dude. So, like, cause yeah. at the beginning, like, when everyone was still setting up and no one was arriving yet, I just walked around and see yeah, what everyone else was exactly. doing.
0: There's some cool stuff. There's some real cool ones. But, all right. Um, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of MDH TV. With me, I have Jake Murphy. He's the founder and CEO of Royalty Wallet, among other things. And today, we got a great podcast for y'all. But um, yeah, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, just who you are, your journey, and how you came to be at Lehigh.
1: Right, well, I'm Jake. Um, I'm from, I live in Connecticut. We usually tell people I'm from New York because, like, we're right sort of on the border. Some people don't even know what Connecticut is, <laughs> but they know what New York is. Uh, my brother goes to NYU and my dad works in the city, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm here at Lehigh now as a freshman. Uh, I. The reason I chose Lehigh was because, I don't know, I I was looking at a lot of schools that were kind of the same thing, like Lehigh, then like all the sort of ones around Pennsylvania, that area, like when you're looking at like, you know, 25 schools or whatever, they all sort of blend together. I sort of chose Lehigh just because like I visited here twice before I applied, I think, because what we did is we, uh, we used to hit all the schools in Pennsylvania, like on a road trip, we did that twice, and Lehigh was sort of like the best option I had, I felt, Okay. Um, I yeah. got into art, the College of Arts and Sciences here, but I knew that I wanted to transfer to the business school. Yeah. Um, because I didn't think I could get into the business school if I just straight out applied there. Um, in fact, my mom was surprised when I actually got in, in the first place. She was like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. <That laughs> Thanks a, for believing in me." <laughs> that was
0: my reaction when I got. Yeah. There. I was shocked. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. I can't believe. That.
1: And I heard that um, colleges. At least last year for letting Kids, in they were much stricter than they were in the years before. I don't I don't yeah. remember exactly why, but for some reason because of COVID, the acceptance rates dropped a lot, oh, which for is real? weird, and I wonder why because I thought they would actually go up because I heard a lot of like um, they waived
0: the ACT, I yeah, like yeah. The part, so. I guess like
1: maybe because kids thought that. They were gonna go down up like the acceptance rates they just applied to more colleges and harder ones so oh, okay. then they had more kids to deal with that's probably why yeah yeah so i was pretty excited when i got in and i i've been loving it so far like it's like pretty close to home which is nice i like went back home just for a weekend like a regular weekend like two weeks ago i watched like breaking bad with my family oh and like, i just finished that really yeah uh, right. so I'm so close to the end. I've actually watched the whole thing twice but never seen the end because what happened the first time I watched the whole thing then stopped watching like before the last season and then like, well, now it's been like a year. I I can't just continue watching the last season. So I watched the whole thing again, then got to like the third to last episode of the last season and I was watching that with my dad and then I had to come back here and so now I can't finish it on my own. I got to wait until I go back there. So I got to wait again. Yeah, that show's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, that show is amazing. I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. Yeah,
1: i am I probably procrastinate more watching shows than I do doing homework. Like, I'm <laughs> so
0: bad at watching That's how I shows. am with Naruto, because, like, yeah. bro, I've not finished Naruto, and I've been on, like, the pain arc for so long. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I've, I I don't think I've seen a single episode. For Naruto, real? Yeah. Naruto is so cool, bro. You yeah? Watch it. <laughs>
1: it's so cool. I, um... I'm in the uh, anime club here, oh, which yeah? I do that because like we do like these binge nights. So like we'll literally like go. They rent out like a whole lecture hall, and so for like four hours straight, we'll watch an entire show straight from like start to finish. Yeah, like hey. a whole season.
0: Y'all, uh, I need to check. That. Have y'all watched A Got Killed? Cause I know that's a one. That is the
1: first anime I ever watched. Bro, that was yeah. the first one I ever watched. Really? That's well, I, so I don't. Proud. I don't remember why it was the first one I watched. It was the
0: first one I watched because like i had seen episodes of other animes and stuff, but mm-hmm. like they was just on the TV. And I yeah. guess you can like call Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh kind of yeah. American animes in a sort, but like. Akami got killed was one season, and somebody recognized it was like it's super good. It's only one season, so you can finish it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, let me check it out, and it was fire. It was awesome.
1: It's like I think because my brother watched. It was it was might have been the first one that my brother watched, and then so he told me to watch it, and I watched it, and that was sort of like my introduction. After that, I watched One Punch Man. Oh, no, I haven't even. Oh, it's so funny! It's so funny that's like a good one because like uh, what what I really enjoyed is shortly after I watched Akame that was when Netflix did their whole thing where they added like a bunch of animated Netflix yeah I like, remember that it hasn't always been on there like, there nah, was a time was where they, like, they didn't even have a category for it. Yeah, it
0: was like and a to then then, like,
1: Yeah, yeah, and they just decided, okay, we're going to get everything. They even got Neon Genesis on there, which is very surprising, because there is not a single other streaming service that has Neon Genesis. For real, not. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, probably just Crunchyroll, but that's not a streaming service. I, I
1: don't even think Crunchyroll has it. I think, because mm. it, it's been like, it's been sort of like a thing about it, that like, even though it's the most popular show, like, like one of the most popular shows in history, it's like really hard to find like the whole show for some reason, and Netflix had to go through a lot of hoops to get it. They had to like buy rights and shit. It was it was crazy. They didn't even they couldn't even get all the songs. So like the ending song is just like some random music that they play because so they couldn't get like all Damn. rights. And everything. It's that like
0: exclusive. That's yeah, crazy. I don't know
1: why it's like that. It, there's probably some cool story behind it though. Yeah,
0: My, uh, have you seen Cowboy Bebop? No,
1: I, like I have the not. There, there's like a whole list of like you know, those like classics that yeah. like everyone knows but like not everyone has seen. So right. like there's that I gotta watch Naruto
0: and you Drag- I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z at all. No,
1: I I have a buddy of mine who goes to USC and he loves Dragon Ball yeah. Z. He um he does this thing where he'll take like clips, like fight scenes and stuff and he uses his computer like software AI to like upscale them to oh, four K and really? then also interplotate them so to sixty FPS. And then he uploads those to his YouTube channel.
0: That's and fire. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know what it is. Because I know my friend um, that I do the YouTube and podcast with, um, he he always reacts to anime fights. Oh, like, yeah. All the time. Yeah, because well, yeah. one of his videos started blowing up. It's got like a couple thousand views. And oh, post- yeah. That was the uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, post- yeah. Dude,
1: I I've been watching the MDH um, TV YouTube channel. I was watching it last night, and nice. I'm like, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I was bro. I was watching the Creative Eight because I saw Royalty Wallet on the thumbnail. Yeah. I, well I gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah it was
0: literally the first um first, first the fifteen seconds game. was me,
1: yeah. Made. yeah. yeah. I was like, damn look at this idiot he's yeah. talking yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I liked how um you like presented yourself though. He you was like I'm the founder, I'm the CEO of Royalty Wallet yeah. Future one uh $1 billion dollar company. company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk a little more about that. Like, sure, yeah. What is Royalty Wallet for people who don't know? How did you get started with that? Right. Well, yeah. how did it come to life?
1: Okay, so Royalty Wallet was so the the if we want to go back to the beginnings, my mom is a hairdresser. I promise this is related. So she yeah. gets she gets her clients in, and she's always talking with them about stuff, and I overheard a conversation about one of her clients' daughters who's in college just made like this company that they do something with snacks or something, and she just sold it for a couple million dollars, wow. which is crazy. And I'm like, wow. yeah, I'm like, wow, and this is just some random girl who did this. I'm like, I gotta get a for million real? dollar idea, and so I'm thinking like, okay, what can I possibly do? I was I was um, this was the my summer year going into senior year at high school, and so I was thinking like, okay, well, I'm pretty good at computers and stuff, like I program a lot. I know computers, okay, and I like the internet, so where's money in the internet? Well, I know it's in, like, digital ads and shopping and stuff like that, so I did some research, and I'm like, okay, well, affiliate links exist, and I just, I just basically, like, did a bunch of research on stuff, like, where's money on the internet, where does it exist, and then how can I, sorry, I've been playing with this, I like, can <laughs> I've been, like, fidgeting with it, I don't know, um, and I basically just looked into it, and... Ideas just sort of like evolve over time. You're like, okay, at the beginning I wanted to do something with digital ads um, and sort of like a pay to surf service, and then like that was kind of weird. I talked to a bunch of ad companies, and then they suggested I do something with affiliate links. And so then I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, well, why not just like a Chrome extension that automatically uses affiliate links to make you money? So eventually, like over the course of like a year and a half, it's evolved from something totally different to like what it is now, which is mm-hmm. it's an extension on the Chrome store, you add it to your browser, and when you buy stuff on Amazon, it gives you 2% cash back by using affiliate marketing to generate revenue. Wow. And that sort of like one-sentence definition is totally different than what it was at the beginning. And, and when
0: did you start this again?
1: So I started like thinking ah, about it and working yeah. about it like probably so my summer going into senior year at high okay. school. So this is
0: a fairly new Yeah,
1: yeah. And like it wasn't even the same thing back then. It it's only been like what it is now probably since like, you know, summer going into, you know, freshman year of college. Like that's when I really started work yeah. on it. Doing the programming, you know, putting together all the networks and all that stuff. Okay. But it's been more of, like, a fun, like, learning experience than anything else. Yeah, like, did if, you
0: know how to program before you started? Or?
1: So, I took um, AP Java in high school, Damn. which um, was pretty cool, um, but I was just not a good programmer. I've, I've always been good at computers, but not programming. And even before coming to Lehigh, I wasn't that good. Um, but simply just by like, taking up a project, like, okay, I need to do this small thing. Okay, well, then I have to learn you know, HTML, which is a different language. And so you're sort of forced to, because you say, okay, I have to work on this project, so I need to learn HTML. Okay, I learned HTML over a few weeks. Um, you work on a project, it's kind of garbage, but then you're like, okay, now I have to do something else with CSS, a different language. So you force yourself to learn some CSS, you do a couple projects with that, and they're garbage, but now you know CSS. And by giving yourself projects that you genuinely want to work on, that's like the only reason why I've gotten better at like programming and stuff like that. Like over over the past week, I've been working on a website in HTML and CSS. I've also had to do JavaScript in it, which sounds like a lot of stuff. I I didn't know any of these languages at all like, you know, a few months ago. by like starting a project that incorporates it, you
0: sort of force yourself to get better. So, our, our, it sounds to me like you're mostly self-taught with these yeah. learning these new languages. So you're not taking classes for English. No,
1: not yet. I actually, I wanted to take uh, a computer science class at Lehigh, but it didn't fit in my schedule. So I'm like, okay, I guess I can't take you know CSE 7. But then I probably learned more computer science yeah. on my own than I would have if I just took the class. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. And like it kind of just reminds me of like a lot of people feel like and in a way it used to be like this that you had to go to college to Mm -hmm. learn certain information because in a way before the age of the internet there was a gatekeeping level of like absolutely there wasn't access to some information you had to go to a university to get it Mm -hmm. but i mean you're still here at college of course Mm -hmm. and on top of that you're learning literal new languages all on your own that's like really amazing like you're a freshman and like you said you, this idea of what was maybe 2 years old mm-hmm. it's a totally new idea now and you're teaching yourself how to build the idea i feel like that's like really admirable that's really cool
1: thank you yeah i feel like everyone everyone should do that to some extent like teach themselves so like you've probably learned a bunch about like media creation with all the mdh stuff you've been yeah, doing yeah. like you probably know more than anyone who's taken you know like an intro to media class at college like yeah. everyone I think people people realize this, but everyone teaches themselves something that they do a lot. Like, even if it's, like, video games or something. Like, you probably learn about, like, game design by just playing video games more than you would taking a single class. Like, like you said, there are certain stuff that you have to go to college to learn. um, But then there's also stuff that, like, you could really teach yourself simply by just doing it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. But, um... I w I wanna learn more about royalty wallets. Yeah. I get I got the idea of it. But so it's all it's already on the Chrome store. This mm-hmm. is something people can get now.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So it's on the Chrome store. It is unlisted right now because um the reason we put it on the Chrome store in the first place was so that our testers could download it really easily. Okay. And we just made it unlisted so like we would send them a direct link and then they could use it, but you know, no like random people would be like using it and be like, It doesn't work. I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't work. It's we're still working on yeah, it. Yeah. But um, we actually released an update two days ago that improved the UI. It added some more back end stuff with the database. And so now I'm thinking of listing it. So taking it off of unlisted status so that wow. people can access it more. Because I think it's like sort of like a ready, you know. Like there's yeah. still holes and stuff. Some stuff doesn't work, but I think it's sort of like safe to be used outside of a closed environment. Yeah, that's, that's really exciting. I, I bet you're excited. Wow. Oh yeah.
0: It, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. So, you're saying we do you have a team around you now? Okay, because? so I don't have a team in any official
1: capacity. I work with it um, with two of my friends from high school. One of them, his name is KJ, and he goes to USC now. And another one of my friends, Damien, and he's still a he's, uh, senior in high school now, so he's still oh, okay. in high school. But I work with them because they're really technical, they help me out with some of that stuff. Um, KJ's—he's taking econ class at the USC, so like he's learning all this cool stuff. It's like, oh, maybe we should start, you know, doing this functionality. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I do most of like the organization, the programming, and that stuff. So like it's mostly like me, but then like hopefully, like as it starts to grow, then I'll actually be able to work more with like a team in like a more f- official capacity because i are more used, yeah. to have more
0: people. That's really cool. So. It's been like it's such a short amount of time, and it's grown so much. I've been mean. like, I don't yeah. know. It sounds like from the very beginning, the you would not have thought what it would. It, the you that started this <laughs> would not right? have thought that this is what it oh, would absolutely. become, right? Yeah, no. So where do you see this this project in a year from now? Where Where would you hope to see it? A year from now, I would love to see it with a lot of people who are actively using it.
1: Like, it doesn't need to be, you know, like a big, huge company, but if people were just using it, that would be awesome. Because, like, we have users, um, but obviously very small because we've kept it restricted, but, like, I think end goal is just have it be one of those extensions, like, you know, you know you've know got, like, Grammarly or Honey or or whatever, like, one of the extensions that, like, people just know. Because pe- people don't really talk about Chrome extensions that much, except for when they're talking about a specific one. Like, some people might not even know what a Chrome extension is, but, you know, they know what Grammarly is, or they know what Honey is. Um, I think just, if it could become something like semi-popular, then that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. So, just just so people understand more of what it is, so is this sort of an app you purchase? Is it subscription right. page So, is it's it, totally free. It's a Chrome
1: extension, so you can basically add it in like two clicks. You just go to the Chrome store, our page, and then you click add. And then what it does is when you're on Amazon, it'll ask you to sort of like activate the cashback. And so what that does is it routes you through um, our website and then back to Amazon through affiliate marketing. And then now every time you buy something on Amazon, we receive a commission from Amazon for that because we're a partner with them. And we just give that commission to you in form of the cashback. So that's sort of like the more technical side of it, but from a user standpoint, I designed it to try and be as least invasive as possible. So there's like no pop-ups except for the essential ones that are necessary. It doesn't change anything on the page. It doesn't do anything. You should be able to just shop normally with it because that's sort of like the problem that I saw with like the current options. Like, yeah, there's Honey, there's Rakuten. I, I have them installed and they're just so annoying. They, they're always, like, having pop-ups come up. They're always trying to tell me stuff. I'm like, no. I just want to shop normally. I want to just browse normally. I want, I want nothing to change. And so when, like, designing a product like that, you should always ask yourself, like, what do you want? Like, if, because you're, you literally have full power of control of what yeah, you want it to exactly. have. Like, if I was designing, you know, a video game, like, If I was, I'll be like playing a video and be like, man, if I was designing this, I would not have had that, and I would have had this. It's sort of like the same thing. Like I don't want to have a bunch of pop ups. I want it to have nothing except for what it needs to have.
0: Yeah, and I kind of understood what you meant by like you're literally creating this because that's kind of what I feel like with my videos. Like, right? Yeah, I have the footage, but like as far as how it's put together when I leave it, it's all up to you. Yeah, it's all up to me and at the end of it, you have this creation, this baby that you're putting yeah. out into the world. And it's like a really good feeling. So I'm glad that you're putting something, especially that's gonna help people out in the mm-hmm. world, because this is for people who spend a lot of time on, on their computer. I see people literally every day in my classes on their computer shopping. Yeah, T- like, tell them to get road
1: to a... Yeah, because <laughs> you could save
0: so much money and exactly. you're still doing the same thing exactly. you wanna do.
1: because. Um, exactly. I was buying some, a bunch of stuff because we're, we're going to New York for the anime club because there's like a convention happening nice. and I had to buy a bunch of stuff for that. Oh, I know.
0: I've, I've heard about it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, going to be
1: awesome. Um, and I bought like a lot of stuff and then I forgot that I had royalty wallet installed because it, I just haven't sold for like testing purposes and stuff. I forgot that it was actually like active and I checked and I made like $10 or whatever. Which is a lot of money for just like just literally nothing. nothing. Yeah, literally. Like sure, $10 it isn't, like, you're rich, but, like, it's a lot for literally nothing. Like, that's... And if it adds up. Yeah, the whole... Like, that was one shopping trip. And, like, imagine if I had it on for, like, a whole year, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, it's just stuff like that. So, I, I think it has potential, like... So, I benefited from it. Like, imagine what people, like, actually use exactly. it again. Yeah,
0: and, like, especially, like... Amazon is such a, a powerhouse in the yeah. market, so, like, just... The amount of money you can save people in general is, yeah. like, immense. And that's really, it's really a good thing that you're doing and putting out in the
1: world. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hope people will act, can actually, like, benefit from
0: it. Yeah, but a little more about you. So mm-hmm. you're working with the Baker's Institute. Right. That's where we met. Um, You said you got admitted to the College of Arts and Sciences, but you're looking more at the business school. Have you declared a major? Oh right, so so I got into
1: Arts and Sciences when I first applied at Lehigh, and actually just last week I had a bunch of meetings with a few different professors and teachers and whatnot. And our plan is actually, I submitted a college change petition to transfer to the school of business. Um, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do I was actually very surprised they let me do that' cause well, normally, pretty and, easier yeah because yeah, I like, normally like um, e- even at Lehigh, even though I knew Lehigh was like apparently easier than a lot of other places which is awesome I thought I literally wouldn't meet the requirements you have to like a certain number of credits and you certain status and whatnot um so I won't actually be in the school of business next semester but I got a bunch of overrides so I can sign up for the classes that I need oh, to take. Yeah. Because that's happening on the 15th, November 15th is oh, when sign-ups so what the sign yeah, 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 that's
0: when registration starts. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so like, I say they're not going to let me take certain classes that I need to take because I'm still in the arts and sciences school. Yeah. But I got a bunch of overrides for a few computer sciences and some management courses that I have to take. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, do you know what you want to study at in the business school? Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm looking to be in the CSB program, so like computer science and business because yeah. that's sort of like my whole, like, favorite thing. Like, yeah. um, I've I've been kind of bummed out. I haven't been able to take any computer science classes in a while. It's like, last year, I didn't take any. And then, you know, this semester, I wasn't able to take any. But I've been able to program a lot, which is cool. Yeah. And teach, like, learn myself a lot. Um, but I'm also excited, because, like, now I'll be able to take some, like, actual business classes. Like, anyone can take, you know, like, econ or whatever. Yeah. Um, no matter what school you're in. But now I'm going to be taking, because, like, I've been looking at the track list. So, like, for CSB, they've got, like, Each year and each semester, it's like, these are the classes that CSB students normally take. And you just read through, like, the names of the classes, and they're so cool. They've got, like, cryptocurrency classes. They've got, like, like, database classes. I'm like, whoa, this stuff is awesome. See, I'm
0: in the uh, entrepreneurship program. Oh, yeah. It's just a minor program. But, like, I was looking at some of the classes, and I'm like, this is, like, stuff that... Literally, you don't even have to wait till you graduate to start, mm-hmm. like you, the stuff I learned in my entrepreneurship, I literally- After a brief commercial break. Yeah, commercial <laughs> break, sorry about that, Uh, battery problems, but yeah, um, I was talking about, I'm in the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. class, and literally everything I learned is stuff I applied directly back to MDH, stuff I directly yeah. used to, to help me with the Eureka and get that funding. So, yeah, I, I really like the business school because... It's so I'm, applied. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about... I'm I'm a double major right now. I'm a poli-sci and philosophy double major. I'm thinking about dropping one of them and picking up a business school major.
1: Oh, yeah. Because it's Bus- it's so versatile, too. Yeah. Because, like, business is something you can if That's why they have, like, business and, you know, blank courses. Yeah. It's like computer science and business, and then there's, computer, and then there's business and engineering. I like, did, there's, yeah. like, business and anything everything basically because right. everything you can apply business to like I don't care if you like make pottery for a living like you can apply business to that
0: yeah and that's what like kind of pushed me to take more or take my philosophy of major more seriously because at first I was like all right this is like we're going to be talking about cool stuff for mm-hmm. but then like when you realize every any degree you get at an institution is a philosophy of something it's just concentrated mm-hmm. in, in a certain subject but it's a philosophy of some sort so you can use a philosophy degree and literally do anything
1: that's interesting yeah. i never thought of that yeah yeah
0: and it's really cool because i didn't realize it until i was looking at what majors people generally use to get into law schools mm-hmm. and like the number one major is philosophy not poli sci it was surprised me oh. and then i started looking at like what jobs you can get and stuff and you can get in the business world would flop you can be a ceo you mm-hmm. can would do most all definitely. these other things with just a philosophy degree so i was like wow it's crazy i didn't know that i thought i had to you know i wanted to take the philosophy in mm-hmm. the first place but i thought i had to attach myself to poly side in, in order to, order to like make it like useful yeah exactly policy. yeah
1: yeah because sometimes like you, you hear people like oh they'll make it be like that's Disney any like um you know, art history majors. My mom was art history. But it's sort of like one of those things like, okay, but how are you going to, like, use that in a career? But yeah. I think people don't understand so If you can mix something that doesn't necessarily sound like it would be super useful with, like, another thing, like, you could basically use a degree in anything to do more than it seems. Yeah, like exactly. Like, philosophy. Like, or, like, some people will, like, major in, like, psychology, too, and they'll be like, you can use that in a business setting as yeah, well, exactly. most
0: definitely. exactly. Super cool stuff. Especially if you, and this is something my uh, professor, Professor Costa, I, if you do have a chance to take him, you should take him. But yeah. um, he always says, think like an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. if you can take those skills you use in other aspects of life, especially the art on um, creative side, mm-hmm. and think like an entrepreneur. Like, All right, how can I make money off of this? Especially something you really like, something you believe a lot in and you figure out how you can profit off of that, that's literally Because then like you can turn anything into a living. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly
1: what you're doing with MDH. Yes, Like exactly. That's exactly, like, when you first brought it to the Eureka thing, I was like, this guy, he's, like, advertising his YouTube channel for Eureka, because, like, all yeah. the people before you, they were, like, selling, like, oh, I've got this, this idea, this yeah. product, yeah. so this and they are like, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Like, this guy's <laughs> the coolest dude ever. Because that's awesome. Like, you've basically turned your whole brand into a product. Yeah. Which is awesome. And like these are skills that you'll have for life, you know. Exactly. Like the fact that you were able to like set up like a podcast camera and we were gonna have microphones but, like even just putting this together yeah. like on a limb is
0: awesome. Yeah, I mean like it's all in house right now. That's that's my main thing that I try and do and thank you for all that. But this my main thing I try and do with MDH is like I have a vision of where I wanna go and where I want to the this entire platform to go Mm -hmm. and carry me and it's all i want it to all be in-house you know like Mm -hmm. grassroots you know built off connections rather than you excel to a certain level and then like the people come i want to like build up a community because that's really what it is it's a community more than anything like yeah we have the youtube channel yeah we have the the podcast but more than anything it's a way of thinking just a way of carrying yourself and looking at the world it's just a lens you you put on and that's like really my main goal with it but before we can do that we gotta make it a youtube so yeah. people like know understand what we are exactly but yeah i'm really and like you said i went to the eureka thing and like i saw all these products being made and they were really cool because a product you can judge like the development of a product pretty right. easily because you started from nothing, now you have something and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. The the development of a YouTube is a little harder because you can't really judge it off of views. You can't really judge it off mm-hmm. of subscribers, watch time or any of that because it's just so many different layers onto it. And right. like I sometimes I'll be honest, I'll look at like the sub count or I'll look at the watch the time or the views or something. And I won't necessarily get discouraged because I told myself... Um, I used to do YouTube when I was a uh, uh, sophomore in high school also for an uh, IB project. If uh, oh, you know what cool. IB is. But um, I ended up stopping because like, I got in my own head about what people yeah. might be saying to about me or whatever. So when I started this up again, I told myself I wasn't going to do that again. So it, I, like, that stuff doesn't necessarily what's the word? Dismotivate me or what anything, but it's just like, dang, I'm putting in all these hours, editing all these videos. It does feel like that. It's like nobody's really catching on. But that's the thing like that I really like about MDH rather than these other products is because before these products hit the market, you're you're seeing a product when it's ready to hit the market. Mm-hmm. But as you far as this in development. Yeah, you are seeing us develop. And like especially with our podcast, we don't edit the podcast or anything mm-hmm. because you are going to get a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get a chopped up version of people trying to be them be- their best selves and not making any mistakes or anything. You're going to get an organic conversation from me. And it's to show other people that like yeah, you can th- like you can have conversations with people too. Like I feel like that's one of the biggest problems today. And people don't understand each other because we don't have conversations with each other. And that's why we started MDH in the first place. It, it was all a podcast. And that's why I'm glad we started YouTube because like you said, you get to watch Yeah. It, it it's a different what it's layer of creativity. Exactly.
1: Like I, I love cause so I, I'm subscribed and I got the notifications on. Nice. So I'll just like get a notification like, oh sweet new MDH nice. and I'll like like it and I'll sometimes there'll be like comments and stuff and I'll watch it. It's it's cool because it's sort of like hey, you guys start so you start with a podcast only yeah yeah it, it okay. was
0: a we started with the podcast it, around the beginning of uh, quarantine that's oh, okay. what we right. got, actually so and then we only actually did one though right uh, before like the George Floyd riots really popped off we did one mm-hmm. it was like maybe the day for like of or like a couple days after George Floyd had just got killed and we were speaking on. What we thought about the riots. and it was originally just on my old YouTube channel, and the that video from was, the ID program. Yeah, yeah, that video's still up there. Yeah, and um, and like me and my friend, that started being like we were going through our spiritual awakening, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, we like were hoopers our whole life, stopped playing basketball, and we uh, started skating and stuff, and um, yeah, so we were going through this shift. And we gave like our opinion on the riots, which at the time, you know, me, I don't, I don't, I don't like Black Lives Matter. I don't like the organization. I I believe in the movement per se, but as far as the organization, they aren't what black people need, I feel like. And we were like coming out and saying that, which at the time was so crazy because not, everybody not, else was Not a very popular was, like, opinion. Yeah, point. not very popular at all. So like it got so like, hey, hate, but we are like, you know what, fuck this. So like. We changed. I changed my whole that other YouTube started doing like more woke conversation type things. I didn't really know what I was doing mm. yet, and then yeah, um, your
1: product was in development, literally in development,
0: yeah. and and really we uh, started the podcast for real for real at the right before I came to college in August. We did our first podcast that was on Spotify, mm. and um, just from there, if you go watch our or listen to our first podcast versus I think. This is gonna be sixty-seven because it's gonna go up on our new YouTube and our um we're gonna post some clips on our regular channel though, but the full podcast is about to go up on our new YouTube and um it's gonna be like the sixty-seventh on our Spotify Spotify. But if you watch our first podcast versus our sixty-seven, you will see how much we've progressed <laughs> yeah. since then.
1: You know, it's funny. So like. When you us at Eureka, you mentioned the Joe were experience, and I got my attention because yeah. I used to watch them all the time. I started watching him around quarantine. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, what I would do is, so like I'd be doing like work from home or whatever, I'd put him up because we had the YouTube app on our TVs. We had like the smart TVs, oh, like nice. Ooh. And I, so I just like throw him up there, put him on like a three and a half hour long videos, and he'd just run for three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, which
0: which uh, podcast were some of your favorite? Uh, I,
1: I really like his Neil deGrasse Tyson ones. I, I like the yeah. science ones. Brian yeah, Greene, Neil. Um,
0: um, Tom, uh, what's, I forgot his name. But there's a lot of good science. Yeah, there's, there's some, some really some cool physicists guys. Physicists mainly. Yeah.
1: He gets really cool people on yeah. there. Like really cool guys. Um, I watched a few of the, I think he did a few Jordan Pearson ones, which are pretty interesting. They talk about like psychology and stuff like yeah. that, which I thought was really cool. Um, I, don't, I haven't watched him a while, though, but what, what I was saying was, like, you can go back and watch the first Joe Rogan Experience interview ever, yeah. and it's from, like, years and years ago, and it's just the craziest looking, I don't know if I actually watched it, though, but the thumbnail, it's like, it's like 100 pixels wide, <laughs> it's him, like, he looks like he's in a closet with, like, a blue light over him, he's yeah. got, like, sunglasses on, he looks like a crazy man. But like the difference between that and now, he's got like a brand new studio in like Texas. He's got like yeah. this super cool looking like whole like back area. That's
0: that's like our thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't got no shame at all. So like, right now we're literally you're sitting classroom. at a coffee table right now. Yeah, probably, but that's <laughs> pressed against the freaking uh, window right now. So like, yeah, no you're
1: checking like the screen through the because there's like a glass window. That's yeah, like that's you have how to go outside. And look outside, and I'll, yeah.
0: I'll take a video on my phone to show mm-hmm. people on YouTube um, what we're talking about. But like, even before that, like before I got this, I just got this camera maybe two weeks ago. I was recording everything on my phone. When I had my YouTube the first time, I didn't even have a laptop at the time. So I was literally editing the videos wow. on my phone, on iMovie. So like, when y'all see like, and that's why I'm so glad that I'm putting it out there because everybody's everybody's starting foundation is different. Mm. And I'm like, like I'm yeah, I was good. I had an iPhone, so that's a little higher than some people. But for most people, they just have a phone and they're like, well, I can't do this because I don't have a camera. I can't do this. Your phone is a super computer. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you can literally do so much with just your phone. And I just want to inspire people. You can start anywhere. And our next podcast, literally, we might have our... Because I'm sure you're going to be on again. Awesome. We might have our own studio. You know, like... Yeah, that pod, and that's really the most exciting thing for me. Is it like, can go so far. Yeah, I don't... The possibilities are literally endless. Mm. And, like, that's the most amazing thing. Because it's like... All right, I'm already at the bottom. Like, nobody, not many people like it. No, enough people like it for me to feel good about myself. But, you know, it's not some popular thing. You know, I'm grassroots, don't have that much equipment. But, like, so since we're already, it's not like it can really get worse. <laughs> so, I'm like, literally, the possibilities are endless. Like, mm-hmm. it can go even this much far from here, or it can, like, literally... Shoot, like, it's endless. Exactly. That's such an amazing
1: feeling. I I actually went to school with Charlie D'Amelio. She's that famous TikToker. Oh, for real? Yeah. And so, like, the fact that, like, you know, like, I used to go to class with this girl who now has, like, I don't know, probably, like, tens of millions of followers. It's like, who knows what you could be someday, you know? Exactly. Like, anything's possible. Especially with, like, media creation.
0: Yeah, for real. And, like, as like... I'm not gonna give too much of the master plan on this, but like, the plan is not, you know, just to become a YouTuber and then that's it. The, this is like a multi-step plan that I have. And I'm just like, I'm glad you guys are on the ride, especially day ones, because y'all were gonna see, or hopefully that's okay. our last commercial race. But, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I forgot where we were, but. I'm gonna try and brain blast. We were talking about some cool stuff.
0: Oh. I know we were talking about the last thing I remember is the possibilities. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: that's I. I wanted to ask. You were talking you. about the master plan. Oh yeah, yeah. That, like we're getting, we we're going to, and yeah, it's glad that it's said, y'all. Because I'm not going to let y'all know. Just I'm glad y'all are. You know in you guessing. Tune. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. What What's the next step for Jake Murphy? Is are, do you want? Are you fine with being the CEO founder? of Royalty Water, which I'm sure is going to be such a big thing in the future. Do you want to create more, or is Um, this just the beginning of your entrepreneurial So,
1: the funny thing is, I actually had a meeting with this other kid right before this. He emailed me, because he was actually at the Eureka Pitch Night, and he was like, Hey Jake, um, I saw your pitch, I was interested. Um, I'm starting my own project that's kind of similar to Royalty Water, and I wondered if you want to talk about it a little bit. So, I met him at the library. And we talked and it was like this really cool sounding thing. I don't want to go into it too, too far too yet because yeah. like we we're still like planning it out. But like that's something that I might. That's like another project I might work on with yeah. this kid. And also, I'm still.
0: How old are you? Um, I'm eighteen. Eighteen, so very young. Started this. <laughs> i got. Like, I got time. Eighth, yeah. I got time to go.
1: <laughs> um, and then also, I the pitch Pitch Night which is where I met you, for anyone doesn't know. Yeah. Um, if you kit- want to
0: explain to them what the Eureka Pitch Night is. Oh, right, right. So idea.
1: the Eureka Pitch Night is this thing that was hosted by the Baker Institute. And essentially what it was is any students who have like a venture product or idea, they could go and they could pitch it like literally like a Google Slides presentation. And the judges will decide if, you know, which ones they really like. And they could give you money depending on what stage you pitched. Yeah. So I did stage three. So I got... Thousand yeah. dollars. What stage did you yeah, do? Yeah, I did stage three as well. Right, so, so you I also got thousand. Which and we is got that nice camera that you're saying on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so he was stage one. I think he won. I don't remember exactly what his ideal was though. Oh, but, he was
0: at the same one we were at. Yeah, he oh, was okay. at the
1: same one we were at. Um. But aside from him, I also met this kid named Philip, who didn't pitch that night. They pitched at the. They pitched before the one So like oh, it happens no. every month. Yeah, so yeah. we did. The October
0: one. Yeah, the September.
1: Yeah, September one. Yeah, um, and he th- he has this company called Donkey, which is like a food delivery service thing. Like he's a freshman in college as well, and the team are all freshmen. Um, so it's it's like a startup idea sort of. They only did stage two. I met him there, and he's like, "Hey, Jacob, uh, I was really interested in Roachwall. I was wondering if you could help us out with Donkey because they're looking for someone who was into like computer science and business. So I'm helping them prepare their pitch." for the mm-hmm. next Eureka, which nice. is in a few days. And so I put together, you know, performers for them, business plans, business models, stuff like that. And then I'm also helping them develop the app software as well. And so by just going to one Eureka event, you know, I've already met two other teams and two other ventures who hopefully I'll be able to work with more. Nice. So I really like the idea of working with like multiple groups. Like I couldn't see myself working on one thing for like three years. Like that just doesn't seem like very inspiring to me. That's why, like, even though maybe like entrepreneurship isn't the safest career, like it's better than going to college for like one thing with the idea in mind that you're gonna have this job with this pay forever. Yeah. Like like so like people will like train to be, you know, doctors or engineers or whatever, they'll be like, okay, once I graduate I'm gonna get into this company where I'm gonna work for the rest of my life. And I'm gonna make you know. But even $2. for
0: like the lawyers and doctors, they mm-hmm. once they graduate, I got I gotta get into this school, to yeah. exactly. School again, it's crazy. Get an internship and like, then work at the it. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I that. mean, do what
1: you need to do to do yeah, what you yeah. want. Like if you yeah. want to be a doctor or a lawyer, that's freaking awesome, and do whatever you can to get that. But like for me, I just I feel like I I don't want it to sound weird, but it's almost like I I I feel like I'm a. I have to use like the creativity I have to like make yeah. multiple things. Yeah. Like I lo- I've loved working World too well. I've been working on it for about a year, but then as my mind starts to drift to like, you know, donkey or whatever this other kid is working, I've also started working on a different website project as well. Like I can't I can't just like stick to one thing forever. Exactly. Like th- like sure, you need to stick to one thing for a long time to ensure that it starts working. But even by just starting a different project at the same time, it sort of frees up your mind to think about a few things. Yeah. So, like, that's the cool thing about MDH. Like, you've got podcasts, you've got videos, you've got all sorts of stuff. You even have a website that is reading, and there's a whole yeah. bunch of cool stuff on that. Yeah,
0: but we, I kind of want to take that website off of really? the internet right now, just because I want us to put up another one. and okay. I don't want that to be a representation, but I'm... I'm glad you found that. That means we are really looking. Oh, yeah, for, uh, yeah, because you,
1: you've got the link tree of all the stuff. All yeah, all yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, the
1: link tree. But I think even if you don't like the website, the idea is that you're media with multiple forms. So you've yeah. got, you know, text content, you've got videos, you've got audio and podcasts and all sorts of stuff like that, yeah. which I think is important because, like, you're a very creative person. Like, if you were just sticking to making videos, that might be hard, but now, you know, you're going to be doing all sorts of stuff which I think it's very important. And that's why
0: people. I, I kind of like about our channel, because, like, and, like, it may be a good thing or a bad thing right now, but become a good thing is, like, we have so much different content on our channel. Yeah. Like we do reactions. I do vlogs. I do these Kepper conversations with our, like, kind of short pods. And, like, we do a bunch of different stuff, so you really can't put us in a box. And that's... I don't want to be ever put in a box. Like... I've always known I could be really anything I wanted to, but especially a lawyer. Like I know I could be a lawyer. I could be fine doing that. And like, I will be straight. My family will be straight. But it's like, I kind of want to touch more people than that. And I feel like, yeah, me being a lawyer, I could help people out each case or whatever in mm-hmm. their families. But how many people could I really touch? Could I really inspire in a way? If I was just in an office or in a courtroom all the time. Right. And it's like, like you said, I think creation is like almost the, the biggest thing a human can do. It's to create something in their mind and to put it in the world. There's like something really amazing about that to me. And that's like, I don't I don't like how people in society, they... They are like kind of labeled by their job. Like, oh, I'm a doctor or I'm yeah. a lawyer. And that's like this all that. you are. It's like, no, I'm a human being before mm-hmm. anything. I'm a person. And I do this. I make music. I make videos. I do podcasts. But I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not a musician. Like, I'm a human. I'm Tommy. That's why I tell like I'm AC1. That's why I tell people now. Like, I'm AC1. And, you know, you're not going to put me in this box because, you know, when people, humans love to, to put things in categorize, yeah. like categorize things because it makes them easier to understand. But I want to get out of that mindset because there's so much bias when, when you mm-hmm. do that. Like, people, I was watching the Kanye um, podcast earlier today, and he was like, When people call you a rapper, that's like them saying the N word. Like, and I thought about it at first, I was like, That's wild, but I was like, To an extent, I understand what he's saying because they're trying to put that label like they won't look at you as because he was saying he had a a phd from the university of Mm -hmm. chicago in in arts he's like they won't call me a A doctor uh, yeah (laughs) doctor they're gonna call me a rapper though. that's so interesting yeah you feel me yeah that's crazy um
1: because it it's sort of i didn't even know that he had a phd yeah, and I sort of get what you mean by like calling people rapper. Like when you hear the word rapper, you sort of like whenever yeah, you, you have, have an image yeah. in your head that pops. And I mean, out. that's just human nature. Like that happens with all sorts of words. Yeah. You hear artist or like doctor or lawyer, yeah. an image of a person pops up in your head. Yeah. However, you categorize that, and I mean, like that's fine. That's just how human. nature is. like, he
0: was like, why can not you just call me an artist? Like, I can yeah, be respected right? as an artist. Like, right? It's like they're trying to put you in that box for other mm-hmm. people. And that the worst part is they're trying to make you seem, make other people look at you in that box as well. Yeah. to even in that box in their own mind, they're trying to make that your box. Just yeah. A society.
1: Like oh Kanye, like he ran, did he, he ran for president, right? He did yeah. something like that, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. people are like, oh, he can never be president. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. But it's like okay, like, what like, are these like, I what like, I like, probably would to vote for him, but like yeah. you know, the point is that like you know, people can be more than just like one thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we
0: need to get out of that in society. Mm-hmm.
1: In um in econ one, we learned about opportunity cost, and the opportunity cost is the non monetary value something you give up to do something else. So sometimes if you think about it, like the opportunity cost of only being you know a doctor or a lawyer or a YouTuber, the opportunity cost is all the other things that you could do with your creativity. Yeah. So that's why with you doing MDH, it's sort of like you. your opportunity cost would be all the stuff that you currently do now if you yeah.
0: were to just do one thing. Exactly. Like people, and like I really found this out, like I kind of started thinking about this when I first came to Lehigh because I, I would skate through the campus. And people would be like, oh, that's a skater boy, that's a skater kid. And I'm like, before I, before I one, I started skating like literally like before I came here, maybe five, four months before I came here. So I'm like, I'm not this skater (laughs) kid that y'all are saying. Like, I used to hoop. Like, if anything, (laughs) call me a hooper. And, like, I just started realizing that people not only will put you in this box, but they'll, like, subliminally look at you as this, like, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like, people are looking at me as a skater. It's like... No, bro. If anything, I was an athlete. Like, Mm -hmm. judge me how you look at athletes rather than skaters because I don't even, I I don't skate enough, I feel like, to be considered a skater. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for a lot of things. And I really realized that coming here because there's so many different levels. It's like, especially with the the frat culture and the Greek life here, it's like, you see one person and they're like just a regular dude, mm-hmm. and then it's like you hear, oh, they're in this fraternity or this fraternity. It's yeah. like, oh, this is a it, cool dude now. Yeah. It's like it makes it, it's crazy how the levels shift. Yeah, it gives
1: you such a huge amount of information to just assume once you learn one fact.
0: Literally, like it is so crazy because mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, you go to these parties, and they're like, oh, okay, and then you tell them, oh, you know these guys are like, oh, oh yeah. okay, like wow. And it's like, this is literally, like, it literally means nothing. It's a bunch of Greek letters, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's just like, and that's just an example for, you know, Greek letters, right. don't come from Greek, <laughs> but like, it's like that for everything in a yeah. society, I think that's like a really big issue.
1: Yeah, because at the same time, it's like, you can't really hold that against people, because yeah. it's human nature, like, to immediately assume stuff that's like, back in like the hunter-gatherer days, like, you know, you would have to assume, okay... Is this animal a threat? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. They've got claws. They look like a tiger. I think he's going to try and eat me. Um, but I think as long as people are actively trying to like combat that, like yeah. say, okay, yeah, I'll make these assumptions, but maybe I shouldn't, Then I think that's sort of a good thing. I think yeah, it's good that we as a society are sort of like, I you know it's sort of like that. We live in a society. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's like I think we're so, slowly realizing that there's a lot more stuff that we need to be actively preventing, stuff like generalizations and sort of just making assumptions about people and to a certain extent I think it's doing a lot of good, like people are starting to really care about other people because yeah. if you think about it, it has not been like that for the vast majority of human history, humans have not cared about each other at all, at all Yeah. At no. all. yeah. Uh, we, we, we've kind of sucked Um. but I I think it's cool to see, like, all these things, all these, like, sort of topics that people have never really thought about before. It's like, okay, well, what about this and what about this? And at first you might be like, oh, that's stupid, I don't really care about that. But then you're like, well, damn, I never thought of it that way. Yeah,
0: exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, the biggest bridge that I want to, or gap that I want to build a bridge to is, like, the understanding aspect. Like, you don't have to agree with this person, but at least understand why the way they think they do, or Mm -hmm. why they think the way that they do, because, like, there's always a reason. Somebody, unless they're, like, literally psychologically insane, Mm -hmm. they're not, they have a reason for the way they think that they do. Like, even, and this is especially, like, for political stuff. I know a lot of people on the left, they have no idea why the people on the right think the way they do. Mm -hmm. It's vice versa, and it's like, if you just took the time to sit down with these people and have... A civil human a civil conversation. conversation. Yeah, you will, you might not agree when you leave that room, but you yeah, will at least not. understand why this person has the views that yeah. they do. And I think that's like the biggest thing that that's the reason we start these podcasts. Because it's like I want to bring more people on that I disagree with than I agree with, because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be caught in my own echo chamber. You it's true. So like.
1: A lot of people surround themselves, people agree with yeah. them. Which and that's is, why
0: people get so mad at Joe Rogan for having like these yeah. figures on. It's like, you should want to talk to these yeah, people. Yeah,
1: because he's inviting people. So he had, um, what's his face on? Who's that guy that people really don't like? Uh, ben don't, Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. So he had yeah. Ben Shapiro on, and people are like, well, of course he had Ben Shapiro on. He did not really like Ben Shapiro that much. And if you watch the podcast, he calls him out for a lot of the stuff he says. And he calls him out, like, hard. Um, and so people immediately think, but oh, it's, it's these guys on the right, you know, they're, they're, they're conserving everyone into one sort of corner. It's like, well, everyone does that to some degree. It's um, sort of natural to surround yourself with people that agree with you, yeah. but then he's actually going out of his way to invite people on who we disagree All
0: right, so final commercial break. That was it. But um, yeah, I've, you're very into the computer mm-hmm. world. Just to say at least I don't know much about you know technology except for when I make videos and mm-hmm. upload them but um, Facebook they recently released uh, oh yeah saying that they're changing their platform to you know nearly complete VR and calling it meta now or you can maybe help me understand more I came out with a video on it um, on Friday actually so if y'all want to check that out I kept her conversations but could you explain really what? this meta is, and, right. and what do what you think the implications are, what, how do you feel about it? Okay, so
1: first of all, it's kind of scary, well, not, it's less scary than it is creepy, but don't be too alarmed. So first to start, what is the metaverse? That is not a company name that Facebook made up. The metaverse is a term that was created a while ago, and it's sort of, it's like a word like, you know, utopia or dystopia, it describes a future sort of like world. And what a future world called the metaverse is is a world entirely contained in VR, so like virtual varieties. Like if you've seen, um, it's like it's like the Matrix. It's literally like the Matrix. Like people are in VR, but not against their will, hopefully. Um, era, or what the. Um, other one is uh, Ready Player One, you know, and like that, yeah. and, like the games yeah. and stuff. And sort out online as well. You know, people are like they put on those headsets and it, like actually puts them in the game.
0: That's, that's literally it. the two uh, connections I made in. The oh, book. really? I said the Matrix, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and I said the One Hundred. If you ever seen, yes, the oh, yes. that show's
1: awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically that's what a metaverse is, and so it's interesting that they're now calling themselves Meta- um, metaverse. Yeah. Facebook is not called Meta. That's something, it's sort of like how, do you know what the Alphabet company is? So Google is a company owned by Alphabet. And I know it might be weird to think a company owns Google. That's kind of crazy. They're like the yeah. biggest company on the planet. So Google, you know, isn't just Google, the search engine, they have so much stuff. They've got like, Twenty different platforms for all different stuff like Google Photos. They make phones. They make yeah. computers.
0: And they like speak. Yeah, Alexa like things. Yeah,
1: they make all sorts of stuff, and so it wouldn't make sense to just call it Google because Google is a search engine. So that's why they made something called the Alphabet Company. So which is which owns Google? It owns Nest and all the other stuff that you know they own, and so the parent company to Facebook is now called Meta. And so Meta owns Facebook, they own Messenger, they own Instagram, Instagram all those guys. All social media is on yeah. yeah. And so Metaverse is now the whole company title. And what you said was that it's to sort of reflect their idea of moving everything to VR, which is exactly why it's called Metaverse, because that's sort of like the name of the future they're trying to create, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah. If yeah. there was anyone to not trust to do that, it would be Mark Zuckerberg. Um, pretty creepy guy. They've done some really bad stuff in the past. But what's really weird is I just got a YouTube recommendation earlier today, which is from 2004, and it is a video of Mark Zuckerberg giving a guest presentation at like a Harvard lecture hall about computer science. So it's you know like two hours long of just him just talking about like computer science, like not even about necessarily Facebook or anything like that. So this was two out hour- two years after Facebook launched. So And he's just, like, a totally normal guy. Like, he's talking about PHP and C-Sharp and all these languages and, like, technical stuff. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. Like, if he came and gave a presentation at Lehigh and I didn't know who he was, I'd be like, wow, this guy's pretty smart. Um, so I think it's it's weird to see how someone could turn from that. And have you seen the movie The Social Network? Yeah. Yeah. So, how, so like, in that movie, he's, like portrayed as a bad guy, but, like, an interesting character. You're almost kind of rooting for him, or you feel bad for him yeah. to some degree, because um, you sort of see his story. But then it goes from that image to, like, what he is now, where a lot of people hate him. They he don't was trust... a robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a really weird dude. Uh, there's this Instagram clip of him, and, like, they say that he talks like um, a Japanese game developer being dubbed over during Nintendo Live Direct. That must be Angela. don't have our VR department. I'm like, why is this dude so weird? Like, what the <laughs> like, heck? Yeah. Um, so I think one of the reasons why they're also changing the name is because Facebook has such a bad brand image now. It's like yeah. an absolute nightmare. It's like it's like worse than Amazon. It's like a lot of people don't like Amazon right now because of all the shady stuff that they've been up to. And so Facebook's solution was just like, okay, we'll change our name. Obviously, that seems like sort of a stupid answer, like... Of course, that's not going to help. Everyone knows that you're still Facebook. It does psychologically change stuff, Um, because now major publications aren't going to be referring to it as Facebook. They're going to be calling it Meta. Yeah,
0: and people aren't going
1: to like really make. Oh yeah, it's basically like cutting all the. So, like, if you were to say Facebook, your brain, like we were talking about before, where your brain immediately conjures up, like, a few feelings and images of that. Yeah. It's no different than when someone mentions Facebook. Your brain immediately thinks, okay, social media, sketchy, and whatnot. But if someone says meta, yeah, it's, right, like, right. it's sort of like a fresh slate. Yeah. Like, even though you know it is Facebook.
0: You're not thinking of it Exactly. As
1: it's not programmed in your brain yet, really so that's that what that signifies to me at least is that they have a very long secret mode ma- roadmap that yeah. they're working towards and this is like the first step like yeah. we're changing our name and then in 10 years we'll do this and in 20 years we'll do that's this. literally
0: what he said in the video really? i didn't watch the entire like two hour live stream but i watched like an 11 minute summary of like what it was basically talking mm-hmm. about and there was a clip he was like in these next couple of years, we are going to be spending billions of dollars oh, to yeah. bring this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Crazy. "Wow!" Like he's literally telling y'all what's about to happen, and like people are like rooted for it. It's like a cool thing to them, and it's like, yeah, like if you set aside like people's own agendas they put behind these companies, the I guess VR is cool. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you can fly and stuff. Yeah, but like <laughs> when. When you, like, really think about, one, how much time people spend on their phones is on social media. Mm -hmm. And, two, he's trying to create a reality in your head of Mm -hmm. what people, instead of going on their phone on social, they're just going to click into some reality. There was a point where he was like, even going to work is going to be, like, the same. You can have those still chance interactions and stuff. I was like, whoa, that's really wild that he's (laughs) saying this. Like, so casually. Yeah. I was like, like yeah, you
1: won't have to go to work anymore. You're gonna yeah, it's like sick. the
0: commute will end. I was like, like why are people <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like cool, but it's scary, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like if you were to...
1: Go, if you were to time travel back, you know, 100 years and tell someone, okay, well, you're going to have this computer in your pocket. Like, a computer? You mean, like, the guy that sits at a desk and does math all day? It's like, no, it's like a thing with a screen. You look at it for, like, eight hours a day. I'm like, why would I look at a screen for eight hours a day? It seems crazy now, but who knows what's
0: going to be normal? Exactly. The the
1: roadmap is is 30 years, 50 years. They're not looking at it as year by year. And then if
0: you, when you think about all these other things, like, Elon Musk is Neuralink or Elon Musk Neuralink company. Yeah. And like I said this in the video, I was like, if you go back 20 years ago, it was like, yeah, we're not, um, everybody's going to have to go to school on their computer for a year. If you told people that, they would yeah. be, not even, if you told people that five years ago, they would mm-hmm. be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like stuff can change that fast. Mm-hmm. So like, don't get caught up in like, oh, it's never going to be like that because it's never been like that. Mm-hmm. Because your whole life just did a 180 in a matter of a year.
1: Yeah. People highly underestimate how much they are willing to change if forced to. They highly underestimate that. And I think COVID was the perfect example of that. Yeah. Told people that they'd be fighting for toilet rolls or whatever. And that they'd be doing, you know, Zoom class all day. It just doesn't sound believable. Yeah. <laughs> but then like now it's like it feels weird to walk into a building you know without a mask it's at the beginning it felt weird to go back to school it was crazy it was crazy like see all
0: these I remember when um like we were first starting the YouTube cause we just started the YouTube in August um I would just record like big crowds of people like yeah. i will be like this is probably so cool to a <laughs> lot of people mm-hmm. cause it's like it's been a whole year and like human interaction was cut yeah. off almost completely yeah it was weird it was very weird and then like that's why this this metaverse scares me so much because mm-hmm. it's like now people are almost willingly like the next if, if the, yeah. another, another wave of the pandemic hits let's say mm-hmm. people are just going to be like all right let's just all plug into the metaverse yeah
1: it's like okay so we can't go to school for a year who cares because we don't hang out in real life anyways we all just hang out in the exactly
0: metaverse. and it's like very scary mm-hmm. yeah but like where do you see this this all going in, like, the next... Like, what, or is this something you would consider even using? Do you think you're going to eventually have to use it? I have, and
1: I brought an Oculus to college, and I haven't plugged it in ever since I got here. I just haven't used it. I think, um, however, it's sort of like when the first computers started popping up, or the first iPhones, or not iPhones, the first phones. The first phones were these giant brick things that just radiated radiation like okay same functionality-ish as today to a certain extent like it was a phone but no one would ever use a phone that the first phone today because it's not useful when things start catching on is when they start becoming easier to consume and have more functionality and people want to use them more so no one would really use the first iterations of phones, but then they got thinner, then you can have apps on them, they got screens, they got rid of the big-ass you know, keyboard or whatever, it just swiped up, and then when the iPhone came out, millions and millions of people bought it. It might be the same thing with VR. Like When VR first came out, it was huge. Everyone was like, wow, this is crazy. They didn't sell crazily because A, they're expensive, B, a lot of people don't really want to use VR, it's kind of cumbersome but then what happens when the VR headset comes out you put on your head and it literally puts you into like matrix type you know VR. or even
0: like my thing is like the neural link mm-hmm. like what happens when that's just like a normal yeah. thing people have
1: what like we said like it creeps up over you like if you told someone you know 5 years ago that you have to spend you know one year of school online they'd be like you're crazy what happens if someone tells us right now like in 5 years you're not going to be leaving your room cuz you're going to be in the metaverse. We say that's crazy, but the crazy part is that it might not be. Exactly. It could be real. I mean Facebook acquired Oculus, you know, years and years ago. Oh, they own o- I don't oh, know. They oh owned yeah. Oculus. They so Facebook <laughs> bought Oculus years and years ago. That's why they've been doing all this VR stuff. So if they completely changed their entire parent company around the idea of VR, they must have been thinking yeah. about this. A long, long, long time for ago. real.
0: And people don't understand how big Facebook is. Like, yeah. It's not just Facebook. No,
1: I don't even have Facebook. I've never seen the Facebook UI in my entire life. But I use Instagram every day. Exactly. I've used I use Telegram. I think they own Telegram. They, they own a bunch of stuff. Right. Okay, the last
0: one for real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, we, we lied to you before, but this is the last one. So basically, yeah. This stuff might sound crazy to us now, like, no, I'm not going to be living in VR, but, okay, you probably didn't think that you were going to have a supercomputer in your pocket, or you probably didn't think, you know, that you didn't have to harvest your own wheat to eat. Yeah. Like, over the course of history, of human history, there have been these big steps in sort of evolution, so to speak. Uh, exactly. Who knows what's going to happen. That's obviously been playing this for a long ass time. They bought Oculus years and years ago and now they've renamed their entire company around it. I mean Exactly. And if you
0: just think about like we are in the age of the internet babies. mm -hmm. Like the internet babies are now in high school, starting to graduate. Like my brother, he's only three, and he already knows how to use a phone better than my grandma. It's crazy. So like if you think like this company is gonna be in development and growing around a generation of kids who grew up with this internet so they're gonna be very there's like it's cool of course mm-hmm. let's do this they're gonna have no why can I? why We're Why, why would i not go play with spongebob yeah. and bikini Bob? yeah like
1: you know because it's not weird to them at all like i grew up not in the metaverse what happens when someone grows up and the metaverse has already been the thing then they're gonna be like oh it's just what? normal yeah you yeah just it's always been here
0: yeah i like, go <laughs> to school honey all right <laughs> put your <laughs> it's on it's weird yeah it's crazy but um the last thing i wanted to bring up about the metaverse before we uh got out of here was like i know um i don't know if you heard about the the court hearings in the senate that facebook had over the summer oh so, yeah. yeah i watched those and it was because a whistleblower came out and said they were selling meta dot data data mm-hmm. right to the black yeah, market There's a lot of data and it's like kind of just ironic that they have launched this. People aren't really talking about mm-hmm. the whistleblower or the... They the totally say, covered they, it up. And not only that, they literally named the company after what they were selling, the data yeah. that they were selling. Yeah. Metadata. It's metadata. It's like very, very scary. I
1: mean, what
0: are the chances that it lines up? It's a
1: huge whistleblower case with very, very important information... And then, like, a few days later,
0: the biggest
1: announcement in Facebook's history completely just gets rid of this woman. That is crazy. It's
0: crazy.
1: I mean, I I think, like, don't put your tinfoil hats on, but, like, genuinely, coming from someone who doesn't really buy into, like, you know, big conspiracies, like, companies like this go a lot deeper than people think they do. Yeah,
0: like, companies like this, like people got to understand there's conspiracy theories and then there's conspiracies where people are conspiring to do something. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say that's what Facebook is doing, but the people, Yeah, it goes deep. That's what I'll say. That's all I'll say. We'll Mm -hmm. just leave it there. But um, yeah, you know, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people not only are going to enjoy this just because they can save a little money now but this is the conversation and and the confidence you show oh that's the last thing i want to add, ask you before you left yeah. is um when we were at creative link mm-hmm. you um you displayed so much confidence when talking about your product and what you were bringing to life and i just wanted to ask is that something you always had is that something that kind of got with building this Um, how did you get this confidence where you can say I'm the CEO I'm the founder of this billion dollar so
1: I I was kind of a sped when I was younger I was a crazy kid I didn't really think about the consequences of my actions and so I think to some funny extent that sort of evolved into what people call confidence nowadays whereas I don't see as confidence I see as that I don't think too hard about what I do which is usually a bad thing but because of that I guess that comes off as confidence in that I'm too worried about, you know, what I might say wrong or what I might do that's stupid. So it's sort of like, you know, a disadvantage that's turning to an advantage, I guess. So just don't think about what you're doing, kind of. Think about what you're doing a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but don't worry about it. Like, if you do something stupid, then at least it was funny, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: All right but thank you jake murphy with royalty wallet mm-hmm. make sure you guys uh it's hitting the App or hitting the chrome store mm-hmm. that's listed very soon yeah uh, i'm gonna have all the information in the description if you want to learn more about awesome. that make sure you contact jake murphy but yeah thank you for coming thank on. you for having yeah, me yeah that's it's been awesome all right that's another episode of mdh tv we'll see you all in the next one